When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. And we are going into our fifth year of disseminating essential information on living well at any age, and particularly if you are one of those like myself in what they call the third age, but not the last age. The fact is that our blog, Aging for Beginners, and I want you to know that we've just been asked to post every single week from a monthly, then a bi-monthly, and now a weekly blog, Aging for Beginners, disseminated by Bottom Line Personal. And that is because so many people, so many young folks, and I mean people in their 20s and 30s, are really getting interested in aging. And our guest today is somebody who, she may be one of these guests who you actually know. Dr. Sarah Jeff um, Gieber is a, a a life coach, a retirement coach, but you may know Dr. Gaber because of her books, Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers, Live Smart uh, After 50, and uh, Retirement. But it's not the last book. The book that I want to talk about right now, because I know that there's so many on the, on the program for her, is Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers. We talk a lot about living well in retirement, and we talk almost exclusively about couples and what's going to happen to them, what they can do. We worry about caregiving one to the other. But what if you are a solo solo ager? And I want to um, ask our author here the first question so that we are all on the same page. See what I did there? What is a solo ager, Dr. Gieber? Hi. Well, thanks for inviting me on the show. Um, A solo ager, as I define it, is anyone who doesn't have children. Now, I've expanded that definition to include people aging alone or who think they'll be aging alone for any reason. But the reason I chose initially to make that the moniker for people who do not have children is when you look around you and you see who is taking care of the 80-something and 90-something and 100-something-year-old people today in our society, it's overwhelmingly their adult children. And if you don't have adult children, that's a conundrum about what's going to happen to you as you age and who's going to be there for you, who's going to do all those things that we see adult children doing for their parents today. So I certainly extend that to anyone who's aging alone. And I also consider people who are married and who don't have children, uh, like my husband and myself, to be solo agers because we don't know who's going to go first and the one remaining will certainly be very much a solo ager. You know, I don't want to make this a, a an issue that is, is a downer because it really isn't. I have folks and, and very close friends who are solo agers. They never married. They never had kids. They're living a terrific life. But in the old days when I was actually practicing trust and estates law, there was a, a, a statement. It's not funny. It was meant to be rye though and it was no good marriage has a happy ending because (laughs) eventually there's just one of us and then later on when we dealt with money and financial planning you know that when one 
in Social Security. So we, we have to face this as a reality, and yet, and yet there's wonderful resources out there for solo agers. So let, let's talk about that. Let's think about the Golden Girls. What is today's new model of the Golden Girls? Well, I think today's new model can be very similar to the old model. Um, one, mm-hmm. of the, one of the concepts in living that I advocate is home sharing. And that would look very much like the golden girls that we knew from TV back in the 70s and 80s. So it, there's lots of options today for people, and it depends on what your resources are and where in the country you live. Um, but it can ver- be very much looking like the, uh, the old-fashioned golden girls. Well, you know, let's talk about resources and opportunities. I'm speaking here with Dr. Sarah F. Gibber, and she is the author of many books. One of them uh, that I'm very fascinated by is Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers. And although I'm a person with kids and I'm a person with a husband right now, after 48 years, still going, the fact is that I am surrounded by folks who have either lost a spouse, never married, or uh, like the doctor are married but don't have kids. And here's my question to you in terms of the opportunities. You um, have many, many accolades. One of them is an influencer in aging given to you by PBS Next Avenue, and I think a lot of my listeners read Next Avenue. And you, as an influencer, how do you want to influence people who are solo agers about the opportunities around them because some of them are really worried and really concerned about their future? I'm glad you asked that question because I think the biggest affliction that baby boomers have, and no matter whether they're a solo ager or, um, or not, is that we're very much in denial about getting older and about what the future is going to bring. Somehow, so many people have this notion that one day they're just going to drop dead doing something they love. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that would that would probably be most of our wish is to go that way. Um, maybe not quite so fast, but the reality is that many people are going to live with some kind of condition that they have to manage. And that condition can sometimes um, be accompanied by the need for help in some way uh, with activities of daily living with transportation, with um, acquiring food. So many of the things that we take for granted might be more elusive for us as we get older. And the the failure to plan for that and make do some preparations is is kind of the the one thing that I encourage people to, to do is get out of your denial, acknowledge that we're all getting older, and think about where you want to live and who you'd like to have make decisions for you if you cannot. And that's a much more important and urgent question for solo agers, I think, than it is for the rest of the population. So, Dr. Gaber, uh, you know, you are also a retirement coach. So you speak to people one-on-one, not just write books for the general population. And you're talking to people day to day, and you know what's on their mind. As a coach, do you have difficulty in getting them to get through that denial and really do something about their future, both the positive things like, you know, living with with the right people in the right place, 
but also some of the things that are a little bit scary, like making the will and getting a directive and getting people who they trust to take care of them when the time comes. Are people listening and acting on it, or is it just, you know, we're talking about it, but we're not really preparing ourselves? Well, I will say that by the time people come to me, they've gotten around their, around, over, through their denial enough that they're at least acknowledging that they do need to to make some kind of plan. And uh, I don't work with people who aren't also committed to working with a financial planner and uh, an elder care attorney uh, to get their estate planning done in a way that makes sense. And I can help them with that, but they need to commit to doing those things. And, you know, one of the reasons why I've backed way off on my coaching and do more speaking is because I can reach more people and I can hopefully get more people to look beyond their denial and kind of jar them out of that comfortable, I'm going to live forever space. And, you know, you call that the Peter Pan syndrome. Right, you you call that the Peter Pan syndrome, I think. Where yes. baby boomers, particularly, you accuse baby boomers like us, like like <laughs> we both are, of uh, putting our head in the sand and saying, you know, we're going to live forever and we're going to learn how to fly. So yeah, yeah. so <laughs> or at least what, have what, self-driving cars. Uh, very yes, and for those who don't know, the MIT Age Lab has really the ones who've come up with the. The Tesla and the other self-driving cars, so that because we, we don't want to give the keys away, we don't want to give anything away. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Dr. Uh, Geber, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the hints and tips, and maybe some of the secrets that help you make those life plans, even if you're doing it on your own. Because one of the things that most of us have difficulty with is decision making. Now, when we have a spouse or a significant other to work that through, that's terrific. If we have a retirement coach, that's terrific. But what if we are making the decisions on our own? And we're going to get really, uh, really the best influencer insights on that. I don't want you to go anywhere because this is important for everyone, even if you are not a solo ager. How do you make some of those essential life decisions? How do you find the right people, perhaps, to do some home sharing with? And how do you get past the, oh, I have to do that, but... Um, I'm not ready yet syndrome. We come back. We're also going to be talking about some important new things that are going on in the horizon worldwide when it comes to aging, because aging, as you know, from this show is a global issue. Don't you go anywhere. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me. Not even a bit because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. For my age, da 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 da, da 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 da. I think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age, da 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 da. And hello, hello, hello once again, this is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth. And you get me on the very eve of a very new endeavor for myself. You'll be hearing a lot about it. You'll be certainly reading about it if you go to generationboldradio.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It really is just news. News of what's going on in the field of aging all over the world. 
And one of the things you'll read about in the next newsletter is something called Metabesity. Metabesity is an initiative. It's sciences and uh, medicine and pharmaceuticals. They've gotten together to break down silos when it comes to diseases of aging, but they're expanding. They would like to break down silos from all the professions, financial, insurance, legal, as well as all the medical and healthcare professions, if it deals with aging. And therefore, they have started a new foundation called the Metabesity Foundation, and I will be the director. So you'll be hearing all about Metabesity and how it can help you in our next newsletter. And go ahead to generationboldradio.com. Give us your email, and you will receive those uh, heads up on all of our shows, on all of our blogs, and, of course, on what's going on with this new concept of Metabesity. Uh, and right now, we are speaking with our wonderful guest, author, uh, retirement coach, influencer in aging, uh, Dr. Sarah Ziff Geber, and she is going to clue me in on something that I really, I never cracked the code that I would have liked to have cracked, and that is this. Uh, doctor, you know, for years, 35 years, I, I was a trust estates and elder law attorney, and very frequently I could not get people to make a will, to make their decisions, to do anything. And in the end, it, could, it, it was often disastrous. And probably because I was a lawyer, I saw the most disastrous parts of things. So what can people do? What should they do in their 40s and their 50s, maybe older, so that they don't have isolation at the end of the day? Well, I wish I had a magic bullet for you, Adrian, but I, my concern is the same as yours. And I try to start talking to people early I think that maybe the coming generation is a little bit more aware and will start doing their planning earlier. But that is absolutely what people need to do in their 40s and 50s is get an estate attorney that, um, that you like, that's been well recommended to you, and start to look at your estate planning. Do your advanced directives. Do your powers of attorney. Now, there's no doubt in my mind, because it's happened to me, it's happened to everybody I know, that things will change. Things will change over the next, if you're 50 years old today, the picture is going to be different when you're 70. But you will have least gotten the experience of doing these documents so that you can modify them, which you should do every five to 10 years. And you, it starts you thinking about some of these things, which don't need to be a downer. It, the, uh, the interesting thing is, to me anyway, that it's not like anybody gets out of here alive. We're all going to die. We're right. all going to get old unless, unfortunately, you don't get old. So no magic bullet for you, but just another piece of encouragement to think about it early. Now, you know, one of the things that um, you mentioned in the first segment of our show is that uh, when you have a couple with kids, the kids take, at least the kids are there to take care of you. But we both know, and we talked about this a little bit during the break, that uh, that's disintegrating. Uh, even the best children move. We're a very mobile society. I've been uh, privileged to be in many, many countries that are considered to be traditional countries like China and like Japan. And yet, uh, even there, the old idea that the children are going to take care of you, that it's a three-generation family, uh, you know, not so much anymore. 
So this issue that you have for solo agers is really almost for everybody right now. And, and here's my question. This is a tough question. I don't know if there's an answer. How does somebody really select a, what we would call a fiduciary? You could also call it a friend. Somebody to look after you when you don't have kids and you don't have uh, all the money to hire a professional trustee, etc. What do you advise on that? One of the things I do advise, especially for people in California and Arizona, is that they do engage the services of a professional fiduciary. Mm -hmm. Professional fiduciaries charge by the hour, and they're far, far less expensive than attorneys. And they don't cost you anything except their hourly time until their, their role or their job in your life kicks in. Uh, that may never happen. But if it does, you will have someone that you've been getting to know um, to be there for you. And I was asked in a presentation recently, well, does a fiduciary take the place of an attorney? And the answer is no, they don't. They actually take the place of the kids that you don't have or that aren't living nearby or aren't available. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if when you can think of a a fiduciary that way, uh, that's how I like to use them. And I encourage everyone that I talk to that lives in one of these two states where we do have licensed professional fiduciaries to interview a few of them. Choose one that you like and that's been in the business for at least 10 years but is younger than you. And talk to them about their services. Engage them and get to know them. Uh, I have one client, a couple actually, who are solo agers, who have engaged a fiduciary, and they meet with that fiduciary every year to talk about what's changed in their life, um, what's happening, what maybe there have been some changes in their estate documents. They want to keep the fiduciary up to date on their lives. They also want the fiduciary to get to know them as well as possible. So if and when it comes time for the fiduciary to make decisions, if the remaining one of them cannot, they have an understanding of who that person is. So beyond fiduciaries, if you're listening to this and you're not in Arizona or California, it's important to start to talk to people in your life, whether they're a niece or a nephew or not even a relative, about being part of your plan for aging. And one of the best ways to do that is to engage people that you live near. So I think we're going to get into talking about different living scenarios. But one of the things that I encourage solo agers to do is to, to build and nurture a community of people. Then it's not such a mystery who's going to be that, that person that you're going to give your power of attorney to or choose to make decisions if you cannot. Um, it will be an easier job if you have a community of people around you. Yes, and I want to tell everyone, remind everybody that fairly recently on our blog, Aging for Beginners, we did a an article on co-housing. Now, co-housing, like the doctor is saying, is actually has another name. It's called intentional communities. Those are communities that people have gotten together intentionally and either build or renovated where they're living, and they have a contract with each other a written contract to take care of each other or to spend the money for the other person as a fiduciary, not a professional one, but a contractual one. And this is usually, usually women, but not always, 
uh, that are solo agers. And when we come back, we'll talk a lot more about the living circumstances you can put yourself in, as the doctor suggests, so that you aren't isolated and alone at any time in your age. Don't go anywhere. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. Uh, how many of you already are uh, subscribers to Savvy Retiree? That's one of International Living's newsletters. And very soon you'll be seeing an article by myself on my journey to non-retirement, to never being retired. So I've got a little bit of a different take on work as we get older and what it takes to keep working. However, most people really do want to be retired and they want the happiest retirement possible. And if you want that, then you need to read the books that were written by my guests. So uh, Dr. Sarah F. Uh, Geber has written Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agents. We're talking about that today. Of course, you could get that at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all the usual places. Demand it in your bookstore. Ask them to put it on the front of the window. And you can also uh, read and should read live, uh, Live Smart After 50 or Retirement, one of the words that have actually come into our vocabulary because the doctor is an influencer when it comes to aging. And um, we talked about the possibility of living in very interesting new style relationships and new style housing built on a very old Scandinavian concept called co-housing. And the doctor is very, very familiar with the different permutations of that. And it can be very useful to agers who are living solo or maybe because they're childless couples. So I want to throw that back to you, doctor, with regard to what's out there. Co-housing is a kind of amorphous concept that's catching on. And you mentioned fiduciaries and you mentioned California and Arizona because there are licensing for fiduciaries there. I think that's going to happen all over the country. But it's the same idea oh, with co-housing. Yeah, I think, I think it will. But in the West, you have co-housing. In the East, people don't even know what, what we're talking about. So explain that, and how does it impact somebody who may be a solo ager? Well, actually, co-housing is uh, becoming more and more um, pronounced throughout the country. And there are some – it's a, surprising. If you go to cohousing.com, I think – believe actually, you can get there at cohousing.org as well – you will find a map and you can see where all the co-housing communities are and they're in some surprising places to me. There are some of them that are in the middle of the country, like in Oklahoma, um, and they're on the East Coast and the West Coast and um, being developed all over. So what is co-housing? Co-housing is a, a, it's a, a concept for living where people live in what Apian described an intentional community, meaning it looks like a condominium or looks like a little cluster of homes, depending on how it's built, but it's actually 
people who intend to be in community with one another, and that means that they're going to look out for one another, they're going to communicate openly with each other, they're going to do things together, they're going to have some, some of their meals together, they're going to have movie night, their co-housing communities do all kinds of interesting and creative and fun things to build themselves into more and more of a tighter community. Um, I encourage you, if you're at all curious, to go to the co-housing website and find out where there is one near you and go for a tour. Most co-housing communities are very happy to give people tours. Um, and occasionally there are openings in co-housing communities and you can buy into one. Uh, sometimes you can rent a, um, a unit in one. So uh, they all are a little different, uh, but usually it's, it creates a kind of a family feeling. And, and by the way, they're not all just for seniors. So housing communities are primarily intergenerational. Yes, and now we have right. people that have actually grown up in them. Yep. You know, I, um, I've been following co-housing since about 2008 and lived in one just for research for one of my books. The fact is mm-hmm. that it all began with a communal spirit, almost like the, the old-time communes, but it's far from that now. Uh, it does save money. It can be cheaper. It can be cheaper uh, to live in an intentional community because people share things. If there are 30 people in it, they may be not 30 cars. They may be 15 cars. Uh, people cook together. They do a lot of things together. But what I've discovered, Doctor, just as you say, is that co-housing is catching on more because of this issue of isolation and solo agers. Precisely, is a great book called Bowling Alone about the the disintegration mm-hmm. of our communities. And this, these are intentionally created new communities. So that's one thing I, I think it's important for people to know about. Now, I, I want there's so many there's so much richness in your book essential retirement planning. And uh, again, on Amazon, uh, on Barnes & Noble, at Barnes & Noble, just as you would expect. But I don't want to miss up on a, a couple of things there. You also talk about uh, successful retirement, eight keys to successful retirement, because you've written a lot of retirement books and you're a retirement coach. In terms of, of those keys, are these things, share them with us, but also are these things that we are in denial and not doing, or are they just things that we don't know about but because we, we don't have retirement education? Well, a lot of them would seem to be kind of common sense, really. Um, we, we all know that having a positive attitude toward aging and accepting the fact that they're all that we're all getting older and that we're going to have some stages of life that look different than the one that we might be in now. So that's, um, that's one of the keys. Um, being committed to staying as healthy and as physically active as possible is another one. Um, being self-aware and being able to reorient yourself in different directions, um, as Adrian, you have done, and, and I have done, many people I know have done, kind of taken on a, almost a new identity after we leave our primary careers and yes. being aware of what are the kinds of things that we enjoy doing and the kinds of things that we're good at. Um, financial well-being is another. That's why I recommend that everybody see a financial planner, if only to understand 
how long your money is going to last. And yes. then um, making a life with satisfaction and purpose, being adaptable, having strong relationships, and for many people, a, a, um, a growing spirituality happens later in life, and that can be important too. You know, one of the things we talk about a lot is geriotranscendence, which is a fancy big word for the fact that we get a little bit less egocentric as we get older. Mm-hmm. And we do look at the universality of things. and We look at our legacy. And I'm pretty sure that as you coach people um, and speak and speak to groups of people, you see more and more uh, that older adults, are, like young people, are searching for a mission. They, they want to have purpose. And one of my huge complaints, maybe a flag raising a little bit, is that we don't always have a place in our culture once we pass a certain age. So what I try to do with my listeners and my readers is put it on them uh, to make a place for themselves in society. Now, when, again, Mm -hmm. you have a family and you have children and you have grandchildren and you have a spouse, the family can make you a place. It's very easy for you to say, well, I'm a grandma. But when you don't, when you're a solo ager, you're facing a different issue of life purpose in a society that doesn't have a, a, a place for you where you can become very invisible. Have you, have you seen that with some solo agers? And, and how do you motivate them to be more purposeful and find their life purpose? Um. <laughs> it's such a multifaceted question. Yes. Um, for starters, I I let people know when I start the coaching process, and they often say, well, what's this going to be like? What can I expect? I say, well, you can expect something like the career coaching that you might have had when you were 21 and just graduated from college or that you might have had during college to pick a major. It's really looking at your values, looking at what's important to you, the causes that you believe in, to find something that you can really drill into once you leave your midlife career. Fortunately or unfortunately, or it just is, uh, women seem to do better than men. Whether they have had children or not, their lives have been more multifaceted in most cases. So it seems to be easier for women to move beyond that midlife stage into something that's meaningful to them as they get into their 60s and 70s and beyond. For men, it seems to be a lot tougher. Um, I've worked with a number of men, and the ones I work with are at least enlightened enough to come to me and say, I think I need help. But finding that passion and finding that path um, needs to look a little like career planning three-part way of doing that for myself. And first thing I say, I think about is what do I really love to do? Not what I'm supposed to love to do, but what do I really love to do? And it could be something very minor. And the second question I always ask is, how would that help other people? The thing that I love to do, how would it help others? And then I try to fashion that into something that would help others while I'm doing what I love to do. That's what this show is, actually. So you can mm-hmm. see that it's not it's not that difficult but sometimes it takes a coach we'll be right back don't you go anywhere you may think that i'm full of it but that doesn't bother me not even a bit because i am happy and i freely admit i'm inappropriate for my age da 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 you may 
And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. So get a pencil and paper. There's a few uh, websites I'd like you to know about. Uh, with regard to our guests, take a look at lifeencore.com. Uh, if you are interested in retirement coaching, what it means, the difference perhaps between retirement coaching and life coaching and fitness coaching, you really should know about it. Uh, we do have a situation where people are retiring, sometimes forced retirement, sometimes they can't wait. And then all of a sudden they become like deer in the headlights and the life is not what they expected and they feel lost. And uh, you don't have to because there is a professional. And of course, we have one of the top professionals as I guest today on the show, uh, Dr. Sarah Zeff uh, Geber. And she does more and more speaking than ever before because of her many books, which you'll find on Amazon and on um, Barnes & Noble, like Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers. So if you have an organization that would be interested in this kind of discussion, very hard to find, also take a look at uh, Life Encore. And doctor, you also have your own personal website in your own name and LinkedIn. So tell us exactly what that website is. That website is my name, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A, Zeff, Z as in zebra, E, double F as in Frank, Geber, G-E-B-E-R.com. And actually, it goes to the same place as if you put in lifeencore.com, but you can learn more about me and about um, uh, about my speaking and about the books that I've written on that site. So in a couple of minutes, we're going to take a little bit of a break to talk about our new shop, which is kind of interesting. But but first, I wanted you to define for the listeners what really is a retirement coach. I mean, they can say it and they may come up in their own mind with some logical definition of it. But in fact, give them an insight behind the, the scenes. What is a retirement coach? What, what How can they be helped? Yeah, you know, a retirement coach is really – like a transition coach, like a life transition coach to help you move from the, what's usually your midlife career, as I call it, um, or your midlife occupation um, into a third act or another stage of life. You know, most people I know are so ready to get rid of the word retirement because it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything anymore and it connotes something that some people don't want to be involved with. So think right. of it as a life transition into a third age. And what are you going to do with yourself during that third age? That's what a retirement coach helps you sort out. You know, uh, I mentioned before Metabesity. Metabesity was an organization of doctors, scientists, pharmacists, not not people in the pharmaceutical industry, I should say, major researchers. And what were they doing? They were expanding healthy aging. And you would think, oh, that's wonderful. We're going to have another 20 years, 30 years. They're the ones who will tell you that a baby is born today that will live past 120. But what are we going to do with those years? Uh, In a society and in a mindset, sometimes it's not society, it's our own mindset that does not have an initiative or a purpose 
for those years. So on a personal basis, a retirement coach can help you develop that and get relit up for life, not just be busy, busy, busy. And that, that's really, really what it's all about. Uh, now, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, but when we come back, what I want to talk to the doctor about is a little bit of her own journey because most people go into a field because of something in their own life personally. And we'll see what that is uh, in just a moment. But first, let's go shopping. Hooray, our Generation Bold store is up and running. Just visit our website, generationboldradio.com, for access to unique products and services like luggage forwarding for your next trip, gorgeous Brazos canes and hiking sticks, Wander Club charms to commemorate your every adventure. I handpicked everything in the store to add fun and ease to your life. It makes a great gift, it's priced right, and it's of the finest quality whatever has been selected. All these items truly enhance my life, and I want you to discover them as well. Visit GenerationBoldRadio.com and see for yourself. And boy, are you guys traveling. I know that because Wander Club keeps sending me messages about all the places you're going and all the tokens you're ordering. And for $4, I just want you to, to remind you that if you do buy a token, uh, a child uh, will who is hungry will get a one free meal for every single token you buy. All right, doctor, I want to go back to that. I was serious about that. Uh, every time I meet somebody in the field of aging or retirement, any aspect, they have a story. It has to do with their own life or their parents <laughs> that brought them to this. You've got one too, I am sure. What is it? <laughs> well, my midlife career was in leadership development and organization development. And that's a career that um, kind of stems out of the human resources field and helps organizations be the best they can be and, and, and teaches and coaches their leadership to be as effective as possible. So I had been doing that for 25 years, and I noticed that my um, clients in the executive coaching part of it were wanting to talk more about their retirement plans than their strategic plans. Hmm. So they were all about, uh, oh, I'd say 55 to 65, and really starting to think about retirement, as most people do at that stage. And I thought to myself, gosh, Somebody needs to help these people think beyond their work life. And I realized that somebody could be me because I was part of the leading edge of the baby boom generation as well. So I shifted my emphasis at that point to away from organization development to more personal development. And I became a retirement coach, meaning I got a certificate in retirement coaching because I needed to learn more about uh, aging and the trajectories and the psychology of it. So I did that through an organization called Retirement Options, which certifies retirement coaches. And it is also where you can find a retirement coach if you're interested in, in checking out one in your area. Your own retirement coach doesn't have to be in your area, actually. You can do it all by phone. But by that phone, yes. to my interest. Yeah. Well, that interest has become, uh, has led you to be considered one of the influencers in the field of aging. 
and an author not only of many books but many articles, Next Age, really all over the place. You, as I say, you're one of the people, one of the guests I have on my show that many of my listeners probably already know uh, from reading your work. And I thank you so much. And for everybody else, Essential Retirement Planning on Amazon, uh, lifeencore.com for a speaker. And you know what I say every week? Get out there, kids, and make it happen. I need a program.